This is Dream Chasers, episode 23, with Gresham Harkless. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Adam Carswell, and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we interview individuals with supernatural amounts of potential based on early success in their careers. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, and today I'm joined by Gresham Harkless. Gresham is the owner of Blue 16 Media. He is originally from Woodbridge, Virginia, went to Howard University in DC, and now resides in beautiful Alexandria, Virginia. Gresham, thanks for being on the show today. And do you have any opening remarks for our listeners? Yeah, I didn't have much, Adam. I truly appreciate you for letting me uh, get the opportunity to share the airways with you. So I appreciate you and I'll just let you kind of take the keys. Definitely. It's funny, uh, just to talk about how I know Gresham, I want to say it was, it was a while ago. I want to say it was almost three years ago. So your company would have been relatively younger then too. You came and spoke at my Rotary Club. And uh, I think we've been connected on LinkedIn like that for a while. And then uh, Joe Jones, who's an advisor, financial advisor that we both know, was actually the one who, uh, who put me on to you. He's like, you got to talk to this Gresham guy because he's got his own podcast too. I was like, oh, I know Gresham. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to believe that was three years ago. But uh, yeah, that was absolutely, you know, a great time to get a chance to talk. I always like to talk, so to speak. So I get an opportunity to kind of spit a lot of what I believe in my gospel, I guess you could say to the Rotary group was pretty fun. Yeah. And actually, now that I think about it, Joe, Joe's been on the show before too, right when I was getting it started. I want to say he was my third guest. So if anyone listening wants to scroll back to episode three and and kind of figure out who Joe Jones is. He's a pretty cool guy as well. Yeah, I've had him on my show as well, so I okay. definitely agree with you on that. <laughs> um, so speaking of Blue 16 Media, from my research, it kind of looks like you're a little bit older than five years from now. I kind of like to keep my, uh, my threshold five years and younger just for that startup spirit behind the owner's voice. But you're, you're basically right there. So tell us, how long have you really been running uh, your business? Yeah, I mean, I've been running it for about five years. It's five years this July, so I'm right kind of at that cusp where um, it's it's interesting because a lot of times, you know, when you start to do something for so long, sometimes it's not a long time, five years, but you start to hear from people like from year one, people that I met, you know, in my first year of business, I'll sometimes like get referrals and stuff from. So it's just funny that, uh, you know, it's been five years, doesn't feel like five years. Sometimes it feels like 20 years. Sometimes <laughs> it just feels like, you know, a few months or so. But uh, it's just, yeah, it's been a nice little ride. Cool. Well, at what point did you realize, was there, was there like a defining moment when you realized you wanted to take Blue 16 to the next level? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think that anybody, and you probably have had, you know, a bunch of people on this show, um, like Joe and probably other guests that are always kind of like driven individuals. So you always want to, you know, be at that next level. And it's funny because you never really feel like you're at the level you want to be at because there's always another level that you can kind of take it to. Um, but I think um, probably a lot of it started, you know, when I got laid off from my job. So I always had that entrepreneurial type of itch. I guess you can say didn't really know what I wanted to do. So initially it was just me um, doing things for, um, and, and when I say things, I mean like web design and SEO for some people that I met like in networking groups. And I think that I started to realize that I did want to take it to the next level and actually get serious about it because I would do that stuff, but I wasn't really as serious about it. And I didn't really necessarily see the value in it because sometimes when you're so close to everything, you never really value it as much as you, as you can, or somebody else might be able to value it for you. So it was me being in those networking groups 
um, where I met people that um, I did work for and, you know, I was like, you know, you know, you don't have to pay me or anything. And they were like, no, we want to pay you. You should be doing this uh, full time. I would hear this from a lady named Pam Tripp that I would hear it like consistently every time I did updates to her site. So one thing kind of led to another. I met this um, person at a networking group. His name is Mike Moss. And that's probably when I started to level up, so to speak, and really get serious about Blue 16 Media and understanding that this actually could be something that I can do full time because even though I've had that entrepreneurial itch, I didn't grow up in that environment, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't necessarily a reality until I got around those entrepreneurs and business owners and that started to become my reality. Yeah. Yeah. The people that you surround yourself with ultimately become who you are. Very true. Very true. What would you say is your why behind what you do? Um, like I, you know, I mentioned before, like, so at the core of like Blue 16 Media, um, you know, we do web design and SEO and the goal is really to, you know, provide visibility for entrepreneurs and business owners. But I myself, like I mentioned, have really, really been truly passionate about entrepreneurship. Um, and I didn't really necessarily know I knew what that was. Um, but I've been able to kind of evolve and learn a little bit more about that. But like when I was a kid, you know, I used to be that kid that sells like potato chips and, um, <laughs> I, I got my parents to take me to MJ Designs so that I can buy um, these beads and I have this, um, kind of, uh, the clear necklace. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like the clear kind of, um, string that you can basically put the beads on yeah. and you can necklace and not go to school, um, go to, um, actually after school. And, and then I would sell those necklaces and then. I remember that when I was probably about 10 or so, my dad went TDY. So he went to another country because he was in the military and I started like a family newspaper and I started that paper to let my dad know everything that was going on with the family. And this is pre like Skype or Zoom wow. or FaceTime and all those things. <laughs> but I also sold the subscriptions because I had like 20 pages. I put sports, I put all these things in there um, to basically try to um, basically provide value for the subscriptions I was selling. I would sell those subscriptions to like my, my, my family and then my uh, friends, friends of the family. So that's probably when, you know, everything kind of got started, but it's kind of been that same kind of, you know, media company mindset where, you know, I always say like everybody is in the media business. You are a media company. You just figure out what tools you're going to do, but you want to create content and information for your target market so that you can kind of overall reach your goals. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, those are some pretty cool young, like young entrepreneurial stories. I have never heard of the family newspaper idea. So that was pretty innovative of you. <laughs> exactly. I felt like a, a, a young, maybe Steve Jobs. It's funny because I, I went back and looked at it. My mom has like, I had like, I did it for two or three years. So she has all the clippings of everything. So I was looking at it and I was like, wow, this is really in depth. I have no idea where that came from, where this idea came from. But I used to like read the newspaper and everything like that. And I always loved writing, love creating content. So when I was thinking about what to do and, you know, like I mentioned, like me being passionate about entrepreneurship, I eventually like started a blog and podcast where I interview entrepreneurs and business owners. A lot of it was because I looked at myself when I was younger before I even knew what I was doing. And I saw like I had these passions and I didn't know anybody else doing it. So I said, that might be my calling, my why, as you say, um, for what, why I do everything that I do is just to kind of help bring light to those entrepreneurs and business owners that are grinding, working hard, but I feel like they're just not getting enough kind of notoriety. So in, in web design and SEO, what are the general downsides and positives of working in your industry? 
Yeah, so I started my business uh, five years ago, and um, I was 25, 26 when I started my business. And I did a bunch of things to get everything up and going. So I had like side ventures and side jobs and things to get the business up and going. But it's funny um, now, fast forward five years, I think probably the biggest uh, downside is I always compare um, kind of being um, in the digital marketing space to kind of like the new real estate agent because there's a lot of real estate agents out there. So sometimes you have to distinguish yourself and say, this is what I do the best or this is who I am. This is what sets me apart. In this digital marketing space, I've seen it. I didn't see it as much when I was uh, getting started, but Mm -hmm. I see it a lot now that there's always kind of web designers. There's always, you know, digital marketers. There's always people that know how to do X, Y, and Z. Usually they're quote unquote millennials. So younger people that are looking and want to start businesses and they are very um, versed in all this technology. So whether it be like creating a website or um, posting on social media or all those things. So they already know it like the back of their hand because they grew up in it. And I myself did. So I'm starting to see like, it's become a lot more competitive, which can be um, you know, a good or bad thing, but I think that there's a lot of people that are quote unquote the digital marketers um, and are digital marketing experts. So it's just a matter of, you know, figuring out how you're going to niche down. And, and, and I know obviously you're in the real estate industry as well. So I know you probably see probably something similar, um, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's kind of like the, the thing that might be um, kind of a, um, I guess one of the negatives, I guess, of being in the industry is that it's just so many people that are in it. Um, but I think that a lot of times what I found is some of the best people that I've worked with on the positive side of that is usually they'll value you when you do provide really high quality because there's so many people that aren't really serious about it. Sometimes when you actually have been doing your business for five years or have been doing your business for less than 30 seconds, when you can say, oh, I worked with this person, that person, here's their testimonials, or you can call them and see how we work and everything, that provides an opportunity for you to kind of set yourself apart because you're not just doing it as a hobby, you're doing it as something that you're 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 legitimately passionate about, but you're also um, able to kind of show that longevity. So I think those are probably the two biggest things. And and I'll probably say one other thing, if I can add that um, I I truly believe that, um, you know, you can help out kind of any business and it's all in being able to kind of help those people provide services that help out, you know, the world. So I, I've been really focused as I've been going on in my business. Um, like we donate services. So we have a program called Blue 16 Gives. And one of the things I found is that because I do this digital marketing, I'm usually asked to be like on different boards and things. But I found that, you know, I only have so much time. So we've been donating services to like nonprofit organizations that are having and have really strong missions so that while I myself cannot go and create that nonprofit, I can help in some small way to empower those nonprofit organizations to be able to do what they're doing and not have to worry about their website updates or worry about, you know, getting hacked or things like that. We take care of all that so that we're not necessarily doing it, but we are in some small way supporting it. Right. And to kind of go back a little bit earlier in your question, you talked about how the industry is one of the downsides is how the industry is just growing and growing and growing. The one thing that I heard recently uh, have you ever heard of Price's Law? Price's Law? No, I don't think so. Okay, so Price's Law, and don't quote me on this, but the general idea of Price's Law is that the square root of a group of people will do half of the work that's required to be done for that entire group. So even, at, I, I love that because it kind of shows that even as like 
a group grows from 10,000 SEO specialists to a hundred thousand SEO specialists. If you've got what it takes, if you actually have that drive and that work ethic, you're still going to beat out half of the competition just by having that drive. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. I feel like that's a, you know, I haven't heard of that. I'm definitely going to look that up, but no, that's awesome because it's kind of like a, I guess a version of maybe the Pareto principle, the 80, 20 rule where, you know, mm-hmm. I guess 80 or 80% of the results come from 20% of the people. So maybe that's the exact same thing, but it's just said in a lot better way, I would say, <laughs> where, you know, you have that square root of the people that, you know, I always say the cream rises to the top. So that will definitely prove that. Yeah, exactly. And so, well, I, I know I'm going to be on your show here eventually. So remind mm-hmm. me when we're on, when we're on your show to, to bring prices yeah. all back. Up. I will. I will. Positives and negatives. Got that kind of nailed down. What industry leaders and role models are you inspired by? Um, I think probably the person the most is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I think that he's literally everywhere. So I think when you think about digital marketing, he's somebody that you always hear. But I think one of the things that I've really been big on is because I'm interviewing entrepreneurs and business owners, also because I read a lot about business in general, is I've sometimes found that it's not necessarily coming up with an original idea. Sometimes it's just placing your idea in kind of a new um, scenario, so to speak. So what I mean by that is that you're not necessarily doing anything that's crazy innovative, but maybe you're just doing it in a different industry or a different place. So I also like make it a point to like, you know, read a lot about business, look a lot about, you know, what other people are doing. So, you know, whether, you know, you're talking about, you know, the, the, the plumber down the street, or you're talking about somebody like Jeff Bezos, just looking at what they're doing from an innovation standpoint, because even though it's not in your industry, sometimes you can be seen of as an innovator if you're doing it within the industry. So, and that's where a lot of like this philosophy that I have about, you know, building your own media company, it came from because I've always been interested in journalism. I've always been interested in content. And when I started to like read about that industry and start to look at the, the people that were within the industry doing well, I started to see that uh, the business model was struggling tremendously because it was just purely advertising. But I started to see like local, you know, bloggers and stuff like that. What they would do is they would create and have this massive following. And then they might do social media consultation or they might do this or they might be, do that because they were already doing it and other business owners needed help out, help with it. So that, you know, even though they're not the, I guess, the people on the cover of Forbes, I still gather a lot of inspiration from those people because, you know, again, when I was thinking about journalism, how to fuse all these interests that I have together, a lot of it was that was like, okay, well, I like working on websites. I like working on WordPress websites. I like doing these things. I like, you know, helping, you know, business owners to rank well on Google, things like that. But it was being able to take in that, that desire, you know, to create content, to create blog content and things like that and be able to fuse those two together. That really was kind of like an inspiration for me. So it's definitely obviously the Gary V's of the world, the Steve mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos, Steve Jobs, all those people, obviously. But it's also those people that are just kind of, you know, doing their thing on more of a local level and a smaller level as well. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Where do you see yourself? Where do you see Blue 16 Media in three years? Um, the, the really big focus is to, you know, as I have been able to build up Blue 16 Media, I can kind of think the pivot that we're, I'm going to be making over the next three years is really to kind of create more of a, a B2B media brand. So um, like I mentioned, like the podcast you're going to um, be on, definitely looking forward to that. Um, and we're trying to create more and more content in different ways. So it originally started as just like a, a blog 
um, me just interviewing entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, asking questions, why did you start your business? You know, what advice would you give to other business owners? Asking questions that I would ask, but it's kind of evolved from that. So like, you know, ha now having the podcast content and then hopefully within the next two or three years doing more video content. So we're really um, hoping to build what is kind of like a B2B platform by which anybody that's interested in learning about business owners or also thinking about starting a business can go to this site and look at video, audio, or read content. And that will basically help them as a business owner, but also bring light to entrepreneurship and all those people. Because at my heart and soul, I really believe that everybody will be a entrepreneur and business owner. I usually say a CEO, but I think that a lot of people are closed as far as like how they look at entrepreneurship, how they look at business. But I think even if you're somebody that has a nine to five job and you go and drive Uber from, uh, you know, from uh, five to nine, I guess. And then on the weekends, you still kind of have to have some of those entrepreneurial traits. So you have to provide good customer service. Your car has to be clean when people get in. So yes, you're not a quote unquote traditional business owner, but you still have those entrepreneurial traits and you get it. So I think everybody's going to have to have that to some degree, whether you're working for a company or you have a company. So I, I think that that's really where we want to try to focus on creating content that helps out just about everybody on all different levels of entrepreneurship. Absolutely. The, the general idea of that, which I really like is it doesn't matter who you are, or what you're doing, your life is a business and it deserves to be run like a business in order to achieve those levels of success. Absolutely. So talking about life being a business, talking about entrepreneurs, I, I really want to, we'll pull this one back from another answer you gave earlier. What advice do you have for not only aspiring entrepreneurs, but maybe someone, because I, I got to tell you, you're right. I have met countless individuals and they tend to be millennials or kids who are still in college that say that they want to be the running a Instagram or Facebook for a company or, or getting a company set up with social media. So what do you advice do you have for those individuals? Cause I think again, that is an industry, especially getting started. that can be very difficult, especially if you don't have any capital for you to get going in your pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Or even capital from, you know, people being able to say that, you know, you have done X, Y, Z, or you had those type of results. So I think that getting started in such a competitive industry, like I, I lucked out from, you know, being a little bit ahead of the curve five years right, ago. Yeah. Um, but still, I, I think that, you know, there's, there's this idea of niching down. And that's something that I've even just be coming to more terms about doing within the bid, within the business. Um, if it's somebody, if I was sitting around and, you know, talking to a younger um millennial, um, you know, digital marketer, I would definitely say, you know, try to find your niche. And I think that that doesn't necessarily come over time. Like you can force it. You can just say, okay, I just want to run this business. I want to focus on real estate agents, or I want to focus on restaurants, or I want to focus on um, plumbers, whatever it is, you can definitely niche down. And that's how you kind of cut off the competition. And because you're the known person for that specific vertical, but if you even niche down further, you might decide that you're in Northern Virginia. So you're going to be the person for plumbers in Northern Virginia. Um, or you can niche down even further. You can say, I'm going to be the person to go to for that city. Now, you want to make sure that you have enough, you know, opportunity so that you can actually build the business. But I think that's where the opportunity lies is that if you can find that niche and sometimes that happens over time. I think sometimes um, it just comes to you later on and you'll start to look because like one of the things that I did that was paramount. Um, I think is I started because I had clients that I work with good and bad. 
I was able to paint my avatar or my ideal client largely because I had clients that I worked with and that I loved working with and those that I didn't like love working with as much. And I just understood that maybe I was drawn to a certain type of um, business owner, certain type of entrepreneur, certain type of organization. So I decided that I wanted to kind of niche down and, and work on those, that specific vertical. So I wanted to kind of duplicate that person coming in. So as soon as you can figure that out, you know, definitely do that. Um, and it might take some time to do that. You might have to literally just try to do everything and be everywhere, but be very aware of where you feel like your, your light shines the most and, and definitely niche down and do that. Great. Yep. Good to hear the, uh, the words from the guru in the industry. <laughs> I'm working on a guru. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get to our fun questions now, Gresh. Uh, you can answer these any, in any order you want. I've got three of them. Okay. First one is, what is your favorite board game? Second one, your favorite podcast and your favorite Fortune 500 company. Ah, uh, okay. A board game. That's, uh, what is my favorite board game? I have no idea. I might want to say the one that comes to head to, to mind is probably the fastest is like Monopoly, I guess. Um, okay. It's definitely the long game. That's for sure. I can't say that I finished every game that I started, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it has, the, it has taught me patience. That's for sure. But um, I've always kind of had that entrepreneurial kind of mindset. So I think I, I'm going to go with Monopoly for now. Okay. Um, I'm a big, I love spades too. So that's not really a board game, but I love playing spades. Okay. Okay. Uh, more, more for talking trash than anything else. <laughs> um, if we're winning. Um, and the next one was going to be said the favorite podcast. Mm -hmm. I think, um, my probably absolute favorite podcast. And one of the people that I look up to from a podcast industry, like I mentioned, I pull from different industries is this guy named John Lee Dumas. And he has this podcast called EO fire entrepreneur on fire. And I look up to him just because he has he grinded for probably about five or six years doing a daily podcast. So um, I'm hoping to ramp my podcast up to that, but he's somebody that I look up to because he did it for five or six years. He did it when I was starting Blue 16 Media. So he was well oh, ahead wow. of as well. And he just started to move away from doing it as a daily podcast, but he's built up such a vertical because he, you know, he does the podcast, but he also does, you know, podcasts, um, classes, all these things around podcasting, which I think is definitely something you want to want to try to emulate. And my favorite Fortune 500 company, I think that I would probably say Amazon because I just ordered something <laughs> Uh, the night before last and it came the next day. So it doesn't get any better than that if you don't have to go anywhere and I could just order something on Prime and it comes right to your doorstep. So I definitely will go with Amazon. Exactly. Yeah, Amazon might as well. I'm not sure, but it might as well be like a Fortune 5 company. At this <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, it, looks like, it looks like Uncle Bezos, I think he just bought a property in, um, in DC and you know the writing's on the wall for something coming here soon in, in the DC area. Exactly. Well, you know, he owns the Washington Post as well. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, that's all the time we have for today. Gresh, thank you for joining us. It's been definitely a huge uh, honor and privilege to have you on here. Do you have any way that anyone listening can follow up with you after we get off the show? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much again, Adam. I, I truly appreciate you um, for giving me some time. And um, if you want to follow up with me, um, my handle on most social media sites is progression and it's a funky spelling progression. So it has Gresh in the middle. So it's P-R-O-G-R-E-S-H-I-O-N 
com um, is the actual website and, and progression on all social media sites. Um, but you can go there and it literally has links to Blue 16 Media, CEO Blog Nation, the podcast and everything. But you can always check me out at Blue16Media.com and also CEOBlogNation.com. Got it. Thank you. That'll be in the show notes, everyone. So thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. And remember, in all you think, say and do, take it to the next level.